Our mission is to discuss extraction, processing, business practices, and lessons learned with the established experts of the extraction process. This is Mission Supercritical, a service of Apex Supercritical, the leading CO2 extraction equipment manufacturer. Now, here to navigate our broadcast is a U.S. Navy veteran and the founder and president of Apex Supercritical. Andy Joseph. Welcome to Mission Supercritical, an exclusive radio show that highlights the extraordinary individual success stories of Apex Supercritical's more than 500 customers who are operating in the cannabis industry. I'm your host, Andy Joseph, president and founder of Apex Supercritical. Thank you for joining us today. Today's guest is Ken Remington, the owner of Wild Rogue, who is out of the Medford area in Southern Oregon, which is also known as the tip of the Emerald Triangle. Ken purchased the system from Apex in 2015 and has experienced some unique challenges due to the humidity and climate in the Oregon area. Welcome to the show, Ken. Thanks, Andy. Glad to be here. Yeah, great to have you on. And uh, you, you were originally a customer in uh, in 2015. I think the first time that we met was actually at a Canicon show out of uh, Seattle, uh, up there in Seattle, Washington. That's right. Yeah, we uh, we met back in 2015 while we were researching uh, approach uh, to uh, to our concentrate business, and uh, I think we struck it off quite nicely, and uh, and really appreciated uh, uh, the time and effort you guys put into it. Right, right. Yeah, it was a, it was actually kind of a unique situation where uh, we we uh, you purchased the system from us, and then yeah, uh, I think the first time you had the opportunity to see it was actually on display at the Canicon show, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's that's right. So <laughs> we took we took a flyer. That's right. That's right. So this is the one we ordered. Uh, yeah, this is this is the one. So that was a uh, that was always fun to to be able to to have that discussion. Um, all right, Ken. So give us a, a little bit of background on what you did before you entered the cannabis industry, and then how'd you make that transition into the cannabis industry? Sure, Andy. So uh, I've been in, in the technology space uh, most of my career, actually all of my career. Uh, for the last uh, 25, 30 years, have been uh, uh, selling technology, uh, first off in hardware, and then uh, in the enterprise software space, and uh, and eventually made it into a uh, channel sales role for uh, um, Cisco and, uh, uh, and GE Digital uh, at my last, uh, uh, before we started to get into, uh, into the cannabis industry. Uh, my brother-in-law, uh, had been growing here in the state uh, since '99 under the medical program, and when I saw uh, what uh, what the industry was growing into from a concentrate perspective, especially uh, the convenience of a vape oil, um, we decided to make a business out of it. Great, great. So, really, actually, started with your brother-in-law, and is your uh, is your brother-in-law still involved? Is it still a family operation? It is, yeah. So he runs uh, he runs the lab, uh, and uh, he's the guru behind uh, the oil or uh, concentrates that we make. And I uh, focus on the business aspect of the uh, of the company. Great, great. So Oregon uh, has been a legal medical state, like you said, for a, for a long time, uh, and recently brought in recreational for a couple of years now. Tell me about how the legalization process has gone for you specifically and how it's affected your business. Yeah, great question, Andy. Um, you know, we started uh, our uh, extraction business uh, while we were still medical, waiting for the recreational market to open up. Um, and so, again, we took a bit of a flyer um, based on the research that we had done and, and, uh, and it, and it bore fruit, um, you know, last year. So, 
uh, in uh, 2015 uh, through the first half of 2016. We were in the medical um, uh, program still and kind of fine-tuning our uh, our product, our product lines, uh, getting our name and brand out there, uh, and then going through the uh, the compliance components of becoming a recreational uh, uh, extractor or processor, as they call it here in the state. Um, you know, there were quite a few things that we needed to accomplish. Um, you know, the state, I think, uh, took a, a lot of um, learnings from the Colorado market, um, and they wanted to make sure that they were doing it in a way that wasn't going to uh, derail both the medical program and uh, be able to make the transition from, uh, you know, the the gorilla grows or gray market uh, into the legal cannabis market here from a recreational use perspective. Um, you know, the, there's a, a host of things from a, a health and safety perspective, uh, as well as just making sure that we were compliant to all of those things. Uh, the state gets involved, uh, several uh, uh, entities, uh, the OLCC, the Oregon Liquor uh, and, and Control Commission, and now it's actually been renamed the Oregon Liquor and Cannabis Commission, um, as well as the OHA, which is a state-regulated uh, organization for health and safety, uh, the OMMP, which is the old medical program, uh, the ODA, which is the agricultural uh, department, uh, and then uh, all of the county and city regulations that came into it. You know, very uh, there. You know, there are certainly folks that still opposed um, uh, what what was going on in the recreational market. Um, and so they're loud, you know, their, their voices were loud and clear. Um, and they put that onto the counties and cities. I thought it was an interesting way they approached it. So we, uh, um, citizens in that area could vote if they wanted cannabis or not want cannabis, uh, in their area. Um, and so you had to make sure that you were doing all the right things and making sure that, for example, here in white city, uh, which is just outside of Medford, uh, is a, a commercial industrial area. And so we chose that one uh, so that we uh, could work really closely with the, the county planning department, make sure we were meeting all the regulations. Uh, and then obviously going through the, uh, uh, the testing protocols were, you know, uh, and making sure that our products were safe for consumption uh, was our biggest challenge this last year. Um, they weren't quite ready I think, and it 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 caused uh, you know a couple glitches in the system. Um, I think that it actually uh, cleared out a lot of folks that thought they could get into the business uh, with uh, with little investment, um, and uh, uh, and it became a very important process for us throughout the second half of the year. Um, we flipped over to REC the first part of this year um, and have what we call a control study. Uh, done by the state uh, so that we can uh, go through and, and get our potencies, our pesticides, our residual solvents tested. Um, and that really comes from good manufacturing practices. So uh, I think they've done a nice job setting it up. 
Right. So a lot of lot of complexity, and and I think Oregon probably has experienced the num- the biggest number of changes out of all the states that are trying to make the transition, either into medical or from medical to recreational. Tell me a little bit about how Apex has, has been able to help you through those transitions, particularly with the, the regulators and the municipalities. Yeah, so um, uh, the, uh, the county, um, uh, you know, including not just the planning department, but uh, the fire department as well, wanted to make sure uh, that we were UL uh, certified or our equipment uh, that we were using and the processes that we were uh, employing uh, we're going to keep folks safe uh, in the industry, um, and uh, and so uh, you know, Apex helped greatly in the fact that you guys you know uh, did the due diligence for us uh, and being able to uh, be UL certified, um, be able to uh, prove to uh, both the planning department and the engineers uh, within that organization and the fire department that uh, you know we weren't. Uh, you know, akin to the BHO market, which can be volatile uh, in the way they process. Um, and it actually saved us some some uh, time and, and money um, in the fact that uh, Apex, uh, being UL certified, we didn't need to actually put our equipment into uh, a fireproof uh, painting booth, uh, which is quite expensive. And that slowed down a, a lot of our competitors in, in getting their licenses. So we were able to be one of the first movers in the state. And I attribute that to, uh, uh, for a great part, to the Apex uh, due diligence. Oh, that's that's uh, that's fantastic. Thanks for the uh, the kind words there on UL. Uh, we've we've actually heard a couple of different times from from a number of different customers that the UL certification acts almost like a rubber stamp with the uh, the, munis- the municipality. Um, have you found it to be kind of a similar situation? Yeah, exactly. When they came in and we had our paperwork in order, it really was a rubber stamp for us, and and we were able to move along uh, swiftly. Um, so, yeah, kudos to you guys. Yeah, oh, that's uh, that's fantastic. All right, so uh, Ken, we're going to take a, a quick break, and when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about the challenges of being a self-funded startup. We'll regroup for more Mission Supercritical after we hear from our sponsors. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. 
Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Time to extract more knowledge on Mission Supercritical, only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, welcome back to the show. Today's guest is Ken Remington, the owner of Wild Rogue out of Medford, Oregon. Ken, we started talking about uh, some of the the challenges and hurdles you've gone through with the uh, municipalities there in in Oregon and, and making the transition from medical program into recreational. But I want to talk now about the challenges of actually being a startup in the cannabis industry. I, I think there's a lot of similarities between Apex's story and, and Wild Rogue's story and that you know, we, we both were basically bootstrapping. So tell me a little bit about you know, how, you, how you got initial funding, how you started your, your business, and where are you now? Do you, do you still own the whole thing uh, or are you looking for financing? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're self-funded. Um, and, uh, I was, you know, uh, blessed enough in my career, uh, with startups. And so I've done this most of my career has been, uh, involved in, uh, you know, zero to 10 to a thousand employees, uh, and, and that startup phase. Um, so, um, maybe fearless, maybe stupid. Don't know, don't know which one. <laughs> yeah. I, I question that sometimes myself. Um, but, uh, um, through those endeavors, uh, we had the funding uh, to start the company, um, and, uh, and and we still uh, are you know, full ownerships. Uh, my wife and I, uh, along with our partner, um, uh, and so one of the things that uh, that we've found in kind of weathering the storm, you know, getting through the medical program and then getting through the the recreational program, uh, took an enormous amount of time. Uh, it also uh, was very choppy for us in uh, in our selling ability because we we get to one step we could start to sell the new test of regulations came in we'd have to stop pull product off the shelf go through that process again get back into the market so we had probably you know three starts and stops last year um, that uh, uh, that made it difficult you know. Uh, for a for a bootstrap company that's self-funded, um, but we weathered that storm, uh, and our revenues are are starting to grow or uh, have been growing steadily uh, throughout the year. Um, and now we're ready to take the next step. As you know, Andy, we just signed lease uh, equipment leases for uh, twenty by twenty, uh, which will you know 10x our capacity here um, very quickly, and. Uh, and we're doing that on the, the strength of the company uh, from a leasing perspective, being able to lease that equipment along with uh, 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 distillate uh, uh, equipment uh, and all the other equipment that needs to go with that. Um, but our biggest challenge right now is just working capital. Uh, you know, we've got to be very careful in counting our pennies to ensure that as we scale, we don't put ourselves in a position where you know, we can't, you know, get to our market goals and sales goals. Uh, and so, yeah, we're absolutely looking for financing right now uh, from a working capital perspective, be able to take our phase two 
uh, and really jumpstart that uh, as opposed to kind of, uh, you know, making our own way or, you know, paying our own way uh, in our growth. Right, right. So on the on the extraction front, you currently have a, a 2005 LD and you're, you're moving up here very soon to a 2020 by 20, which, like you said, will uh, significantly increase your output capacity. Was the leasing process challenging? Did you did you find it uh, intrusive or, or um, even unfair as you're going through that process? No, no, I, I, I don't think so. I think that the uh, the leasing organization you're working with, uh, uh, Trust Capital, did a really nice job. Uh, Paul really helped us through the process. Um, they were, you know, certainly all the hoops had to be jumped um, uh, through, which, uh, you know, which included uh, our personal finance. So, uh, you know, I, if they would have taken a, a, a more look at our strength of the business, um, uh, you know, I, I think that that would have shortened the cycle. But, uh, you know, we were able to come to an, a good agreement on uh, on how we were going to go forward on the lease. Uh, and now we're working with several uh, organizations uh, for working capital. One of the, the kind of interesting things is uh, our governor, Kate Brown, signed um, uh, legislation earlier this year uh, to protect uh, uh, state insured or credit union, private in insured uh, institutions like credit unions uh, to get into the cannabis uh, banking business. So we just, uh, in fact, we've got our inspection today uh, from the MAPS credit union here in the state. Uh, and, uh, and so now we'll be able to start to do banking uh, in a more uh, uh, straightforward method um, as opposed to duffel bags of cash. Um, <laughs> we'll actually be able to take a, a check, which is kind of nice. Um, yeah. That'll legitimize the business a little more. Um, you know, when, when we're now looking for working capital, um, you know, the, they look for those kinds of things. They want to make sure that you're a, a, a good going concern. Um, but uh, we are looking for you know, additional investors in the business. We're talking to a few, a few people in state as well as out of state uh, to see if we can't um, really start to compete with the, the larger uh, uh, concentrate producers here in the state. Right, right, and you had uh, you had mentioned that uh, the scaling um, you know, is is something that you're facing the the big challenge of of coming up with a scaling solution. Um, when you when you're making those choices about going from you know one system where you're currently at or or you know just the the, the overall extraction process and getting into a larger one what's what's your your biggest um, what's your what's the biggest factor you're weighing right what's the biggest thing that you have to say okay this is the truly the deciding factor on how we're going to go into either the next level up or two levels up sure sure um, so it for us it it's about uh, uh, coverage, state coverage uh, from a marketing and sales perspective. So um, I think that we've learned all the lessons and you guys have been great in helping us, um, you know, learn all of, you know, what we need to do to make a great product. Um, and we've done that and it's a consistent, um, well thought out product that is marketed uh, uh, to kind of some non-traditional um, uh, demographics. Uh, and so now it's about getting our name out there, uh, getting sales coverage, uh, making sure that 
you know, now that we can scale operations from a uh, from a delivery perspective, so provide more supply to the to the great demand here in the state, um, that we can actually facilitate that uh, in you know in our revenue stream, um, and and that requires that uh, we start to expand our product lines as well. So we're working with uh, um, industrial hemp uh, producers here in the state uh, to. Uh, go from just a state-based cannabis uh, operation uh, to uh, a CBD hemp um, uh, oil uh, producer uh, and getting into uh, that market, which expands beyond our, you know, our state borders. Um, And then the other uh, area that we're uh, working on from an R&D perspective are things like uh, uh, more medicinal focused products. We think that the demographic um, is uh, is ripe for those things. The o- opioid uh, epidemic uh, in the country, uh, folks looking for alternative medicine or uh, supplement, um, and that market is untouched. It's going to require a ton of education and marketing and branding, and uh, and that just requires working capital. Right. So going back to the, the original startup thing, you know, finding a niche and really staying focused on it. It sounds like the, the medical side is actually uh, going to become more focused for you, even more profitable than the recreational, which is kind of counterintuitive what most people think. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, um, you know the, the demographic for uh, uh, for the cannabis, the traditional cannabis uh, consumer uh, is a fairly small segment if you look at it, you know, from you know from just a market perspective, um, you know, it's a, it's an you know twenty one uh, to you know uh, you know thirty uh, year old demographic, uh, and those folks are looking for a, you know more recreational products, which we 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 provide, um, but there's only so many of those folks out there, um, you know, the the folks that that we see. Um, starting to turn to cannabis or uh, or hemp uh, are in the you know in the thirty plus range, and they range from you know um, you know uh, uh, older demographic where they're looking for supplements or or um, easing their pain, um, anxiety, depression, all those good things to um, you know. Uh, um, Adults who are looking for, you know, something to relax in the evening uh, or get through their pain during the day. And and that's a that's a much larger market if you look at it from just a a purely, uh, you know, consumables or commodities. You know, if you look at it from if you're just selling electronics, for example. Um, So we're really trying to focus our our marketing and our uh, um, our selling to to dispensaries in that area. That's a niche to your point, um, that, uh, that most dispensaries, uh, uh, don't have a supply for or demand. So as we get out there, we're hearing, uh, more need for things like RSO, um, for, um, CBD, uh, dominant products that are either one-to-one or, you know, eight-to-one or, um, uh, you know, uh, even on the flip side, you know, uh, THC, uh, dominant, but not, you know, not the, the, the big, bang that that uh, some of the younger demographic are looking for right right and i'm sure there's a, a humanitarian piece of that that uh, gives you some some you know, good good vibes good feelings but right? it makes you feel good that you're able to help the humanitarian side 
So, yeah. Ken, we're going to take a uh, another quick break, and when we come back, we're going to do a deep dive into the deep dive into the challenges of extracting in Oregon's humid climate. We'll regroup for more Mission Supercritical after we hear from our sponsors. Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Running a successful cannabis business isn't easy. Successful businesses need to have strong people to achieve long-term results. At Live Advisors, we believe people are the heart of business, and training people can help you infinitely grow your business. Learn more about our offerings at liveadvisors.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Time to extract more knowledge on Mission Supercritical, only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, welcome back to Mission Supercritical. Today's guest is Ken Remington, owner of Wild Rogue out of the tip of the Emerald Triangle in Medford, Oregon. Ken, we originally started talking uh, in the beginning of this section about some of the challenges with Oregon and the legalization process and the transition from medical to recreational. Then we talked a little bit about the challenges of being a startup business. Now we're going to talk all about extracts. So what really do you think sets Wild Rogue apart from the other you know, multitude of offerings that are out there? Yeah, thanks, uh, Andy. Um, yeah, again, we're, you know, we try to, to uh, take a different approach uh, to our extraction and uh, delivery of concentrates to the market. Um, you know, we've been flower connoisseurs, if you will, um, you know, most of our lives and, uh, and, and grew that in the medical side. Uh, both uh, for recreational and medical purposes. But, uh, you know, when we did that, we wanted to make sure that we were bringing concentrates that delivered uh, the experience that you get with the flower um, that you uh, are smoking or, or ingesting, as well as the effect. Um, the entourage effect is an important thing for us. So um, the ability for us to use Apex equipment that runs uh, in subcritical when we need to, uh, to provide that kind of concentrate uh, is really our, our unique differentiator in the market. Um, everybody else is moving toward, uh, you know, distillates, uh, in the marketplace, and I think it's because they just can't get it right when they're, you know, trying to make, you know, the, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, their revenue numbers. They see um, a way to do that um, and, um, and and bring a nice product to the market, but not a product that uh, that is really uh, for flower connoisseurs or concentrate connoisseurs. So, using Apex equipment uh, allows us to do that. 
um, you know, gives us a full spectrum essential oil uh, that, again, uh, connoisseurs in the recreational market, but as well the medicinal folks that are looking for that effect, right? We believe that uh, it's not just about uh, THC or even CBD, but CBGs, um, you know, all, all of the other cannabinoids, terpenoids, flavonoids, uh, terpenes that uh, are part of that medical experience or even the recreational experience. Great. What What do you think is your, your what do you know is your biggest uh, your, your most popular product and do you, do you find that the sort of the entourage effects type of products versus the distillate products are more popular or less? Yeah, I think that um, it, again, it's an education in, in the, the Oregon market. Um, you know, folks, uh, you know, uh, in the, uh, in the younger demographic are looking for that big bang. Uh, they find that in distillate, but they, what they find is that it's, you know, they're, uh, you know, they, they get that effect for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, uh, but at the end of the uh, end of the day, they're not getting that full effect. Um, and so, you know, we believe that uh, bringing out a, a single origin, you know, from a single farm where we know the product that they make um, or grow and the fact that we're taking their single strains and creating um, the experience that people have always liked about cannabis uh, is important. So yeah, we make, you know, uh, uh, THC dominants that are in the high 60s, low 70s. Um, and we've been able to perfect that, you know, using the the ultra low cold processing that uh, subcritical gives us. Um, but our most popular brands are our CBD dominant, uh, where, you know, we're giving um, a larger demographic uh, and a kind of a an ability to kind of go back in their childhood. So we do a lot of uh, old school strains like green skunk, uh, but we've, you know, added uh, CBD therapy or Remedy Z7 or Charlotte's Web, uh, ACDC, that gives them, you know, that, that taste profile of green skunk, but it also gives them their CBD medicine, uh, if you will. And so, um, you know, things like uh, Jaeger, which is a very popular uh, strain here in the state, uh, we've made a therapeutic version of that. So we have a whole therapeutic line where we've taken Jack Herrera, uh, Gorilla Glue, you know, G13 Haze, you know, uh, all sorts of different strains that people really enjoy, but they may not want to do that during the day. And so this, you know, th this option gives them something that they can um, use during the day uh, or use lightly um, and then, you know, be able to medicate at night. So is it is it safe to say that that Wild Rogue's products are really a a whole plant's natural approach towards extraction and concentration to to reproduce the entourage effect that the flower would produce? Yeah, you're spot on. That's that's a that's really um, what we're trying to to educate the market on and and get folks to uh, come back to. Hey, I I I enjoyed this for the full effect and uh, distillates. Uh, again, all, although there's a there's a spot in the market for it, um, I think you know uh, people got overly excited about potency numbers. I don't think potency uh, tells the whole story. Right, right. Well, so Ken, it, uh, unfortunately, it looks like we're out of time. This has been fantastic having you on the show today. What's the best way for people to find Wild Rogue products? 
Yeah, you can find us um, obviously in over 150 dispensaries here in the uh, in the state, um, but as well uh, on our Facebook page uh, at uh, uh, WR Extracts. Um, so there's that extracts name again, <laughs> uh, uh, as well as WRExtracts.com. Uh, on our webpage, we're actually going under construction right now because we're rebranding uh, for the market. And if somebody wanted to reach out and contact you for some information or maybe how to how to uh, set up a wholesale contract, how yeah. do they go about doing that? Absolutely. So uh, just uh, contact me at uh, ken.remington, just like the gun, at wildrogueextracts.com. Uh, or you can feel free to give me a call, 510 um, one six eight three. Great, thanks, Ken. I, I really appreciate having you on the show today, and uh, good luck on your your maps inspection. I hope you guys do well on that. Thank you, sir. And we really appreciate uh, again uh, all the efforts that uh, uh, that Apex has has provided us. We're uh, we're way ahead of the market because of our partnership with you. Thanks, thanks. You're welcome, and uh, we appreciate you guys being a customer. All right, so I'd like to, to thank Ken Remington for being a guest on Mission Supercritical. Look for other Mission Supercritical shows to learn more about Apex Supercritical's more than 500 customers operating in the cannabis industry. We hope you can join us, and until then, happy extracting. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.